0: Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity culture and real life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hi everybody, my name's Steph and I'm here with Jess. Welcome to Trish Chat. We were off for a week. And now we're back. And this week's topic is, are you an ally? A very important question. Um, We decided that we wanted to film this episode because um, as people who fall into um, categories of several marginalized groups, um, we've seen and we've heard many people describe describe themselves as allies when they're not. So we wanted to tease that out, this concept of allyship, um, and talk about that in this episode. I want to start by saying, just putting that out there as fact, that saying that that you're an ally isn't something that you can describe yourself as. Um, You don't get to decide if your actions are helpful towards the um, community or individual uh, or the individual that you are trying to be an ally of. They get to decide that. So that's just not something that you can describe yourself as, but it is something that you can question if your motives, your intent, and your actions are truly um, those that would exemplify allyship, or if you're doing those for other reasons, i.e. to center yourself. Agreed. So that said, um, let's actually talk about allyship, um, and we want to give Um, an actual definition um, of allyship. And um, allyship is is described as a lifelong lifelong process of building relationships based on trust, consistency, and accountability with marginalized individuals and or groups of people. It's not something that's self-defined and the work and efforts must be recognized by those who you are seeking allyship with. Period. (laughs) Um, So... So that's like the actual definition. Um, Let's talk about what allyship means to us. Sure. You want me to start? Okay. So for me, um, allyship is using your privilege um, to work to dismantle the systems and the structures that oppress the group that you are trying to be an ally of. Um, It doesn't mean that you are dismantling that system today, tomorrow, but it means that you as an individual are actively working via small actions every day to dismantle those systems. And that work that you do is not about you. It is always centered around the folks who you are trying to be an ally of.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, while it's important to acknowledge that you know, you as, as an ally do feel pain too, the conversation is not about you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be an ally in, you know, the way I see it is, um, taking the struggle on as your own, um, uh, without being asked to, you know, it's a, it's a consistent, um, way of being it's, it's consistent work. Um, and you know, it's, it's just standing up even when you feel scared to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and like Steph said, just like using your privilege um, to help those that, you know, of the marginalized groups and, and, and to those who, you know, lack privilege. Yeah. So, yeah, standing up and
0: staying consistent. Yep. And we can all be allies um, because you are part of one marginalized group does not mean that you don't have privilege in other areas where you can use that privilege to... Um, again, to work to dismantle those systems that oppress other groups that don't have that privilege that you have. So no one is excused from the work. Do we want to talk about like who falls under marginalized groups? Do you have some examples? Okay. Um <laughs> people of color, um, mm-hmm. Latinx, black people, um, are our um the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, the LGBTQ community in, in, um, in general, you yep. indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, those are just to name a few. Those are just to name a few. I mean, that's not, um, I mean the disabled community, mm-hmm. um, there's like a ton of others. Um, but those are just like some to, to name a few. Yeah.
1: Just like putting that out there for people to, who don't know what that means.
0: Got it. Um, let's talk. So we talked about what is allyship. Let's talk about what an allyship because sometimes it's really helpful to tell people what something actually isn't, so that um, people don't go around and, and take a definition and loosely interpret it.
1: Yeah, I think f- first thing is you know, Steph mentioned this, but just um, you don't get to ter- to determine that you're an ally. So walking around saying that you're an ally <laughs> doesn't mean you're an ally. Uh, practicing allyship you know, a way that it isn't is when you're practicing it, when it's convenient for you or when it's not uncomfortable for you, like you can't step in and out of this. Um, for example, like if you go to a women's March, um, you know, you're there in the moment and you're, you're standing for for the purpose of that movement. Um, but then when, you're at work or in other scenarios, you're not standing up for, you know, women of color, um, in the room, like you, you don't get to decide when you can stand up for a woman or not, or what type of woman right. you get to stand up for. Right. right. Like, um, that's super important to to point out. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, I would say for me, what allyship isn't is, um, allyship is not social media allyship. Um, So there's a ton of people who are allies when it's Instagrammable. Um, So whenever they can go to a march, whenever they could go to an event, whenever they get a sticker that they can um, take a picture of, that's not allyship because that work that you're doing and the fact that you're putting it on social media um, is centering you, you're benefiting from that, and not, you're not censoring the group or the indi- individual that you aim to be an ally to. Now, I think it's okay for you to post up things on social media, particularly if you have a large following, in order to like drive awareness of issues. Um, my only thing is that I've seen a ton of people who um, post this up on Instagram, but I don't see them do any sort of action outside of that. It is just going to an event or to a march, put it up on social media, and then that's where their allyship ends. It's not cool anymore, so they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, allyship is, to me, is also not the notion that you're going to change the world in one day or that you're drastically going to improve the lives of the group that you aim to be an ally for in a short period of time. And I think that that is why people come in and out of allyship because allyship is not easy. It is not go- always going to be enjoyable. It is not always going to be comfortable and some people think that it is. And when it it gets to that point where you don't see your change in a, in a large scale, you step out of it. That's not what allyship is. Allyship is lifelong work. And it is work that you do even when you're not seeing the benefit of it right away.
1: Yeah. And work that you do uh, on your own in the sense that like, we'll, we'll get into it, but just like doing your research, mm-hmm. not waiting on somebody to tell you, hey, that's wrong. That's right. Like you know, do your own work. Like don't lean on these communities to like have to tell you that like you should be working harder. Or you should think that that's right or wrong. Like it's important to do your own homework.
0: Yeah. Um. Last but not least, I want to put this out there. Allyship is not having people of color or queer people or trans people or disabled people as friends and literally not doing anything, anything at all and using your privilege to improve their lives. Mm-hmm. That's not allyship. We speaking as a queer woman of color, we don't need pity friends. We don't need pity hangouts. We have, we have enough. Yeah. So that is, if that's not allyship. Cool, so now that we've talked about that, um I want to talk about um concrete examples of of allyship and um and I know Jess has mentioned this you know you've mentioned this many times in terms of um, we want to leave people with like very concrete examples of what we're talking about because um we can't always make the assumption that people um, fully understand the concept or that even when they hear about it, that they're going to be, um, they're going to have full awareness and understanding of exactly what they need to do or a place to start. Um, and I know just, you've mentioned that it's important to give people that place to start. And, And in order to do that, they need to have some sort of concrete examples or next steps. So we want to talk about that. Um, I first want to preface this by saying, um, many times when I've had conversations with, um, people on my team, because I do lead some diversity and inclusion, um, efforts within the company that I work for, um, as well as just talking to people in general, something that I often hear is that people feel disempowered, um, in terms of, uh, the the concept of allyship because we are, because of the times that we're in, we're in a time where there's just racism, homophobia, transphobia, um, all a ton of hate, um, towards, uh, marginalized communities. Um, they feel that the issues are too big to tackle for them, um, as an individual. And so I want to start off by, um, basically, um, Planting something in your heads that I heard that really left me inspired. So I had the privilege to attend an event um, with Dolores Huerta. For those of you who don't know who she is, she is a civil rights activist um, who is also the co-founder of the United Farm Workers Union. So Dolores Huerta literally worked to unionize farm workers, to give them very basic things like water, Mm -hmm. toilet paper um things that we sort of take for granted she worked to give these people um to unionize so that they could get those um rights and benefits and um within um that that speech that she gave um at the event um she said that many people doubted her and her ability to unionize the farm workers and and many of the things that they questioned were how are you going to unionize farm workers that are poor um and that don't really speak english um and the, and she says that the the reason And the how in terms of why she was able to do that was that she reminded them that the power is in their person. In other words, we each have that power within us to change society. We just need to recognize it and work towards it. And that left me very inspired because I also go through times where I sit in my privilege and I'm like, man, like it's just too hard. Like there's just too much going on. Um, And that sort of fired me up in the sense that if I have that power and I'm not using it that's shame on me. Um, And so we want to chat through some examples. Um, When we think about that power concretely, it means you have power in terms of what you watch. You have power in terms of your spending dollars, what you consume. So there's many ways that you can make an impact on a daily basis. So let's talk through some concrete examples of how people can use that power that's within them.
1: All right, I'm gonna start with the most obvious one here. And I'm so tired of talking about this, but Tell I'm me. sad that we still are talking about this. Chick-fil-A. For all the listeners out there, this is the prime example of stepping in and out of your privilege. I have plenty of people who always are like, I'm all about the LGBTQ community. I'm all about same sex marriage. Jess, you're amazing. Like so happy that you know, you know, you you were able to get married and like you were able to have your love and all this stuff. And then I see them eating Chick-fil-A. Mm, shame. If you were eating Chick-fil-A in 2019 and you know, and you you can read the news and you watch TV and you're on social media, shame on you.
0: Yeah. And this this resurfaced um, recently when there was like a new chicken sandwich or something that came out and every, a ton of people were like, I'm going to test out this chicken sandwich versus Chick-fil-A. And it's like. If you're if if, if you're willing to step if you're willing to accept homophobia because the chicken tastes good you really need to question whether you are an ally or not you
1: really need to check your values for a second because right. if your values go up and down for some chicken <laughs> i don't even know what to say to you so i'm going to set the record straight here in 2012 the ceo You know they said some some things against same-sex marriage you know they talk they're a a religious company yes they are um and they believe that marriage is between a man and a woman great that's awesome Yep. great i don't have anything to say about that i know where you stand right so that happens and there was this whole uproar and all these things and then you know as i was doing research about this when this was happening it sounded like you know um, Chick-fil-A, you know, they they put out some press about how, like, they serve all types of people. These are just their religious beliefs. They don't have an anti-gay agenda, is what they right. say. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this happens, and, you know, their tax filings start coming out every year. And you see that they're donating millions of dollars to anti-LGBTQ organizations. Okay? I just read... Uh, one of their filings from 2017, they donated, I think it was $1.8 million to different organizations uh, of anti-LGBTQ. A lot of these, you know, there was one of these specifically for a youth camp that, you know, although the youth camp targets a bunch of, you know, they, they raise money for a bunch of things. They also have like, conversion camps. They, they, they send young boys to these camps to show them that, um, being gay is bad and that they should not feel that way. And all those things, um, there were plenty of other organizations. I won't go down the list, but the point I'm trying to make is, For people who are like, well, the chicken is so good. Oh, that was in 2012 that they said that. The biscuits are so good, blah, blah, blah. Right. That that was back then. They're a religious company. What do you expect? Just know that every dollar you spend for that chicken, you are then supporting these conversion therapy camps. You are supporting these anti-LGBTQ camps or, or uh, anti-LGBTQ or organizations, yeah. you are supporting that. You have no way of going into their funding and saying, hey, I bought that chicken. Can you make <laughs> sure that dollar does not go to the anti-LGBTQ <laughs> donations you're making? Let's just go towards like the progressive stuff. You have no way of knowing that. So the next time that you buy chicken and I check you on it, please do not reference, oh, they're a religious company. Oh, that was 2012. Oh, I d-, you know... There are times where people are like, I didn't know that. And fine, I'll give you a pass. But then I see you eating it again. Now you're just fucking disrespectful. Now I just know where you stand. And this has happened to me before, and I'm just tired of hearing it. And so now I'm just like, I let it go. If if that's your thing, if you're all about the chicken, and you're if you're about that, don't fucking tell me you're an ally to the LGBTQ community. Do not try to sell me that. And don't tell me you care about me either. Right. Because this is part of my... I am queer. People lose their lives for being fucking queer. There are people out there that do not have support that are being sent to these fucking camps that's being told they can't be who they are. Right. I'm so sick of seeing the shit about the chicken. Go somewhere else. Cook at home. Do something different. Go like, to
0: another fast food chain. I'm just,
1: I just don't understand that. I don't understand. The, the minute I learn something, like that the minute let's say I shop somewhere and I didn't know something one shame on me right but the minute I know it if I'm a true ally and like those are my values and it's anti-whatever I'm not going to shop there anymore
0: And, and an example is there are some artists that have had PR some music artists for um for domestic violence and we have a friend who, uh, she, she had that incident or several incidents of domestic violence against her. Mm-hmm. And she does not listen to this artist. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that she doesn't listen to them because she doesn't want to support someone who would put their hands on their partner.
1: Right.
0: And she's gone through that. And when she said that, I stopped listening to that artist because what, what, is, what is me not listening to three minutes of a song? like what who what, right. like the song is that good that i i don't i don't care about other people who are who are going through that
1: right i completely agree it's same same so i, I would just say you know i get really heated when i talk about this cuz i just I, I can't believe i'm still explaining the same thing over and over again um but if you want to learn more please do your own research go in read all the articles you know dissect it however you want point of the matter is they are funding anti-LGBTQ uh, like organizations, and there's no way for you to know where your fucking dollar goes. And that's why there's so much power in that dollar. Yep. So that's my rant on Chick-fil-A. And I wanna stop talking about them because I don't want to give them any more of my time or yeah. your time. So on to the next one.
0: <laughs> I do I do want to say really quickly is there's a lot on the news about anti-LGBTQ everything. And it's oftentimes the same people that are saying, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe that this happened. Or, wow, that makes me so sad. All this violence against the trans community or all these anti-LGBTQ laws that are trying to be passed. You can do something about it. Don't eat that damn chicken. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, do not say, oh, that's so bad. Because you, 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 obviously, you obviously, your priorities are just not there. Again, stepping in and out of that privilege, it's right. something so small,
1: yet so big. I it think it's just crazy. Yeah. I just don't understand. But anyway, yeah. continue.
0: <laughs> um, new one for that, that came up in the, in the summer is, um, Cycle and Equinox, you know, Cycle and Equinox have both branded themselves as fitness centers and cycling studios that are for everyone that are all about equality. Etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and in the summer, it was revealed that the chairman of the company that owns a majority stake in both Soul Cycle and Equinox was hosting a big fundraiser for the current president of the United States. A lot of celebrities went on to say that they were canceling their memberships, that they weren't going to these places. I heard a lot of people say that too, and then I still see some folks going to Equinox, going to Soul Cycle. Listen, if a gym The status of a gym, the soap in the gym, the machines in the gym, the instructor in a class, the towels that they give, the bananas that they hand out at the studio is more important than the lives of the LGBTQ people who are suffering from the policies that are being passed down or attempted to be passed down and the hatred that is being passed down by this administration towards the LGBTQ community, which they are inciting violence towards the LGBTQ community specifically the trans community. If you are, if if all that stuff, all that materialistic stuff that I mentioned is more important to you than the LGBTQ community, then you're not an ally. Mm -hmm. You're not. And again, you need to reevaluate your priorities. But if you care about the, you know, our community in general, if you are a friend of mine and you're listening, if you are an acquaintance of mine and you're listening, please reconsider your membership. Please do, because I am offended by it. I am offended by you going to a place that takes suspect dollars. Yeah. And there are many gyms that you can go to that are less expensive than both of those. Right. So we're not asked. It, it's not. It's not like. It's not like it's. It's a. It's a major transition. Yeah. For sure. Crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up is a a hot topic as well. It's Dave Chappelle. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Um, I think the the, the, the pattern you're catching up to here and why Steph and I get so heated in this is that the communities that are being targeted by these organizations or people are communities that are losing their life for being who it's they are. It's that serious. It
0: is that serious. And it's a
1: very serious matter. Look, I know there's a lot of I have a lot of friends who are Dave Chappelle fans. I know a lot Fuck, I've listened to Dave Chappelle in my time.
0: I have too because he was funny before. Yeah. A long
1: time ago. Yeah. And you know, sure he has he has jokes that are funny and he's an entertainer and he's an artist and he's he's going to push the limit and it's dave Chappelle. he says some you know some fucking you know out of the out of the lime shit um but his he's he's come after the trans community i think quite a few times i haven't watched dave Chappelle in a while but um he's just made some transphobic comments in his comments in his stand-up um and again going back to what i said like this is life or death. Like this isn't when you have a platform the way you have, and you're using your platform for, for hate. Like, yes, he's not saying go hate and murder these people, but he is joking on people that are losing their life. And the people in the stands or the people at home watching this are thinking, Oh, well, Dave doesn't like the trans community. So it's okay if I don't. And, like, fuck the trans community. Like, that is basically what he's saying. Black trans women have a life expectancy of 35 years old. 35 years old. Because they are being murdered from people who are uncomfortable with them. It has nothing to do with them. But they're they're uncomfortable with the idea of transgender folks. So, yeah, Dave, when you're fucking talking shit about communities that are losing their life because people are uncomfortable or they don't get it. And you get to get up on that stage and joke about it and then go home safe to your family. I I have a problem with that. Yeah. I have a problem with that because you know, he's, he's, he's having his jokes about that stuff. But if he had jokes about his community losing their lives, I don't think a lot of people watching would be very like, they wouldn't think that's funny. They wouldn't think that's funny because it's not. Yeah. And so I think that it's, I'm all for, like, I love comedy. I love going to comedy shows and, and getting a good laugh. And, you know, some, some jokes are just like, eh, they're questionable. But when you joke about things like this, how important it is, especially for an entertainer like him, I just can't get behind that. I just can't. So, again, you can't tell me you are an ally for these communities and then you're sitting at home watching these specials. Yep. You're, you're paying money to go to these shows. When you know, okay, let's assume you didn't know who Dave Chappelle was and you went to the show. You already spent the money, right? What can you do? What you can do is never fucking do it again.
0: Or hold them, you know, hold them accountable. Use your, use your social media influence to hold them accountable. Right. Because it's, it's not, it's not just like, let's forget about him. It's also like, dude, what you're saying is wrong. And you need to take, you have a large following. You need to take a stance and apologize. Yeah. And you need to fix it. You need to make it right. He doesn't care though. I was, I
1: was doing a bunch of research on this and like, people are like, well, that's Dave Chappelle. That's his style. And like, great. Like for people who've been watching him for years, they know his style and he said some questionable shit about other communities. And, and, you know, people are like, well, nobody stood up when he said any of that stuff. Well, if you're an ally and you that bothers you, that is your job to stand up and do something about it. Yeah. Right. Don't just like hang out and be like, well, I'm going to still watch him. You know, he only said that one joke about this. It's like, if it's that serious to you. Then stop watching him. But don't this isn't a tit for tat. Like, yeah. You know, like, I, I saw some fucking crazy shit out there about his his special and, like, people defending it and, and all. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, I I can't even come up with an example to, like, get people to understand how serious this yeah. is.
0: I mean, you shared the life expectancy of black trans women. I think that should be enough. Um, Sonia Renee Taylor um, said something about uh, Dave Chappelle that I think... Um, really captures what I feel and addresses the, well, he's an entertainer. This is his style. And where he's like, his, this is his style. And the, the thing of like, well, he's, you know, a black man. So, you know, kind of like giving him the past that he can make fun of other marginalized communities because he's within a marginalized community. Um, and what Sonya Renee Taylor said is yes, um, Dave Chappelle's style was to push the envelope. It was to talk about, um, things that perhaps, you know, it, it was to push the envelope and that was cool when he first started um in comedy that was cool 10 years ago but now we are at a time where look at our current administration look at the the murder rates of of black trans women look at all the hate towards the lgbtq community that stuff that that tactic that sort of approach that he had that's old like that is not relevant anymore right can't use that anymore that's not cool anymore um and the second thing that was said is He is, he is black, but he is also that that's where his like, uh, oppression or marginalized status ends because he is also a rich cisgendered man, able-bodied man. And he has the dollars and the status and the privilege to get himself out of the same, uh, sort of situations that he is putting the trans community in through his jokes. Right. And
1: if he doesn't want to be an ally to them, just don't fucking bring him up. Don't bring it up. Just, just to, you know, and Period. I just want to uh, make a correction on the It's Actually, women of color have a life expectancy of 35, not just black trans, just women yeah. of color in general. Trans women of color. Um, trans women of color. Um, so. Fuck, just <laughs> if you are an ally, you're not you shouldn't be watching Dave Chappelle
0: Because those th- those views. Are dollars. Are dollars. They're Popularity dollars. determines whether he gets another special or not. Mm hmm. Um uh, maybe this is one this one's going to touch people. This is going to hit people a different way. Coachella. 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 For those of you who love the music festivals, one of the founders gave um tons of money to organizations that are fighting against LGBTQ rights, period. If the lineup is more important to you than the LGBTQ community, yeah, you know, and that's that. But if you also want to, again, going back, if you want to understand what are ways that I can use my person, my my individual power to be an ally, don't go to the don't go to the festival.
1: There are plenty of other festivals. Don't go out to the there. festival. Don't do it. There's so many other ones. Don't do it. I just think it's crazy when like I think everybody should be doing the research. And don't get me wrong, like it's really hard to like research everything you buy or everything you know you're a part of because we do so many things as like human beings. Um so like that that's like the goal, right? To be able to like if I'm gonna purchase something or I'm purchasing a lot of something, you should be doing your research on like the company and their values. Like I've started to do that more and more with the things that I'm purchasing um because I want to be a true ally. Like that Mm -hmm. that's just something I'm like a goal for me. Um but when people hear this in the news or social media, where there's buzz around this, like it's out there, and then they still do it,
0: that's crazy to me. It's just crazy to yeah. me it's it's unacceptable um I would also say that the stuff that we listed um are sort of things that people do up op- like as 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 sort of it's optional right right It's not like we're saying this you know, electric provider, and you're like, well, it's the only electric provider in my area. Am I not going to have electricity? Mm-hmm. This is a chicken sandwich, a very expensive gym, a very expensive cycling studio, an entertainer, a music festival. Like, there's tons of others of that. Um, and I would say in general, in your everyday actions, like Jess said, look at some of the brands or companies that you buy from a lot. Try and learn. Do their values as a company align with your values in terms of how you want to live your life and if it doesn't don't buy from them your dollar is important yeah
1: and like again talking about the research uh, the human rights campaign actually does i don't know how often they do it but they do a corporate like equality index and it's it's pretty lengthy but if you go on there there's a lot of top brands that get like um, surveyed on this and they there's a lot of things that get considered like we didn't even touch on like corporations that uh, like how they treat their employees and things like that well, still very but, important yeah. but that's all in there and like it gives you their score and and where they they line up against other companies so like Steph's example about like an electric company or something because there's some of them on there like I've done some research on this and I was surprised with some of the ones that were on there um but just like get on there if you're like super curious and you you want to be an ally um or if you think you're an ally and you go on there and you're just like, oh, shit, I'm like yeah. funding a lot of the companies on here. Um, yeah. So, so important to just like research yeah. that stuff.
0: Um, and then I, I know we gave like examples in terms of like dollars and, and views. Um, also, everyday actions, which we, we, we've mentioned practically in every episode is if you have privilege um, at a table where you're sitting and you see a microaggression happen, put a stop to it.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah speak up even when it's like scary you know obviously if it's a dangerous situation you have to assess it but like if you have some sort of privilege in a room that you can speak up for someone else that doesn't have that same privilege like do it it's yeah. no sweat off your back like do you really want to like grow in the corporate ladder knowing that like you did it off of you know the like while people were being oppressed and not being able to speak up in rooms while you were like, is that the way you want to succeed? Like, that's what I ask myself all the time. Like when I was in my previous role and I was growing quickly in it, i like to think that like, I helped those folks that weren't, didn't have the same privilege as me in the sense of like that I had a higher title, title than them. How was I able to level uplift these people? Um, and it's something I always questioned. Um, so that's just me, but it's using your privilege to help those that don't have the same privilege. Mm-hmm. Cause you, I, I would, exp- I would want the same for me, for mm-hmm. someone to help me out in a room where I don't have that privilege. Cause I'm in a room that I'm, a lot of the time I don't have the privilege. Yeah. Um, and it sucks cause you feel small and you feel like You have to question your worth. And I never want anyone to feel like they have to question their worth. It's a shitty ass feeling where you have to value yourself as a human up against someone else. Yep. Yeah. It's fucked up.
0: It is. It absolutely is. Um, We hope that this episode was helpful for you all. Um, Again... Just takeaways is um, you, can't defi- you can't give yourself the term ally. That's something that the community that you want to be an ally to has to determine if your actions are helpful. You don't get to determine that. Two, being an ally is a lifelong process. Um, and three, your everyday actions are very important. So think about the actions that you take, where you spend your money, the media that you consume, and understand that all of those things that you do are part of the allyship journey and that they do have a lot of power and that power is within you. Yeah. And I mean, I think
1: a simple exercise would be like try to put yourself in every type of scenario. If you have the most privilege right now, if you're a white cisgender man, think about what it would be to be if you know, a woman, think about what it would be to be a person of color. Think about what it would be to be disabled. Um, any of the things that we've mentioned and think like, fuck, what would my life be like if that was me, right? Like, yes, you can't like physically make that happen, but just thinking about that, like um, we had Nicole on a few months ago and we were talking about um, the New York City um, subways and how not a lot of the stations have elevators. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just, uh, that's just something that's been on my mind lately. And I was actually uh, checking out some venues the other day. And one of the top questions I had for each venue was like, um, are you, are you ADA, you know, accessible? And they were just like, uh, and half of them were and half of them were, not but like, that was on my mind because that was important to me, Yeah, you know, for my guests and
0: those dollars, they're going to go right. Right. I'm about to
1: drop some money down. And like, I want to know where you stand. Um, so it's just, it's such, it's, it's, Yes, it can seem like hard work, but there's so many simple things that you can do to just show up better, to show up as a better ally. So everything Steph said.
0: Yes. Thank you all for listening. Yep. Till next time. Yes. Peace. Bye.